Hi, and welcome to the Moon Lady Divination Podcast, where we combine the magical with the practical. I'm your host, Mallory Matherin, an intuitive, eclectic witch, astrologer, psychic medium, and Akashic Records reader. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you stay well. Let's chat. Hi, y'all. It's Mallory from Moon Lady Divination, where we talk about all things divination. So that is the magic of the world, astrology, tarot, numerology, um, Akashic Records. This is your place to kind of have it all in, in one location. So this is kind of what I do. So let's go uh, talk about Saturn. So Saturn, Saturn, hmm. Saturn is one of those planets that kind of strikes fear in most people, I would say, um, next to Pluto. I think Saturn and Pluto are the two that everyone's like afraid of. And I would even say some astrologers too. I mean, myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, Saturn transit, what's happening, right? But Saturn's always with us. Saturn rules time. Saturn is father time. If you ever look up Saturn on the internet, if you're looking for an image, you would get, you know, the uh, image um, from Goya. I love this image uh, with Saturn devouring his children. So that's a whole nother um, conversation. <laughs> Why is Saturn eating his children? But anyway, <laughs> Saturn is is so feared and people are so afraid of it. And we wonder why. Why, why is Saturn such a fearful, scary planet? Even again, next to Pluto. Pluto's a whole nother conversation, but why Saturn? Because Saturn shows us our age. Saturn shows us where we're um growing, which is great. <laughs> Growth is great. But Saturn shows also how we're decaying. I feel like a lot of the fear with Saturn is a lot of a lot of that. It's a lot of fear of aging, a lot of fear of death, fear of the unknown. You know, as we're moving into Saturn cycles, it's really hard to pinpoint how things are going to pan out. Sometimes we can't plan for those things. So it can be very nerve wracking, can be very scary. And Saturn is represented in tarot by the eight of cups. The thing about the eight of cups, it's a very interesting card. It's one of my favorite cards, actually. We always see, depending on the tarot deck, there's so many out now, but the interpretation is normally a person leaving behind somewhere else, even from one place to another in some form of variation. And the leaving aspect with Saturn and eight of, eight of cups is sometimes exciting because if we're moving to a new location, that can be really interesting. And who are we going to meet? And what are we going to do when we get there? And other times it can be disconcerting. And maybe it's a forced move. Maybe it's someone leaving your life unexpectedly. I like to say Saturn cycles represent people, you know, showing up, what is it, a reason, um, reason, season, lifetime. So yeah, you might meet someone and they're amazing and then they're gone three months later and it's really, or six months or a year or people pass away, right? People, people die. This is the reality of life. Saturn shows us the reality of things. So a lot of times Saturn helps us to see the lessons, like why was this person included into our lives? 
why was the situation included into our lives? What does it mean? Saturn is about meaning. So Saturn helps us to see the meaning of things and why something happened for us and how that growth pans out. So Saturn. Saturn is also represented by the number seven. So why seven? Because we experience a different Saturn transit every seven years. So what is a Saturn transit? A Saturn transit is when Saturn is making an aspect, an astrological aspect to your natal Saturn. So we experience that in seven year increments. And I'm just kind of like looking at my um, all of my notes at the same time. So we seem kind of wavering over. This is what I'm doing. So, okay, let's start with the Saturn. We have a first, we're born, right? This is our first Saturn, Saturn sign, whatever that is. And then from seven to 11, we experience a Saturn square, an opening Saturn square. We'll talk about the difference in a little bit. And if you remember from when you were seven, right? If you can remember that far back, it was probably a time when you're starting elementary school, you know, probably going into the second grade, third grade, and, you know, definitely has its own level of challenges, trying to make friends, trying to figure out who you are, you know, um, do you hang with the boys? Do you hang with the girls? Like, what do you do? It's a whole thing, right? <clears throat> the next Saturn transit we have is from 14 to 17, which is an, an opposition, which is 180 degrees. So most likely Saturn was in the opposite sign from where you were, when you were born. And that is the teenage phase, right? We, we've all experienced that. And that is normally a hard time. It's a difficult time. We're trying to figure ourselves out. You know, we're probably experiencing for the first, maybe one of the first times when people leave our lives, you know, maybe we get, we have it out with friends. Maybe we're fitting in, we're not fitting in. Saturn opposition shows us the, again, the reality of what's happening around us. And that can be kind of harsh right? Um, the next cycle we have is from 21 to 24, which is a Saturn square again. Then we experience a Saturn return, 28 to 31. So this is when everybody's afraid, right? Everybody's freaking out about the Saturn return. And the Saturn return, it can be a, a, a wake-up call for a lot of us. That's normally how the Saturn return is marked. And Depending on how you've been using your Saturn placement, Saturn will objectively kind of tell you what it is. Saturn will let you know how things are going in your life. Do you need to make changes and how to act accordingly? That's the Saturn return. It really is sometimes that wake up call is not always pleasant. Saturn may throw a glass of water in your face or Saturn will coddle you as you walk down the stairs. It all depends on how you've been using Saturn up to this point, so to speak. We then experience another Saturn square from 34 to 38, which is more of a, a time to make an effort in what we're doing, to actually put forth more time and opportunity in, in whatever endeavor a lot of times, but at time it's you know leaning towards midlife. So it's asking, if you don't wanna make an effort, Maybe you're not happy here. Maybe you need to change and do something else, which then brings up this another Saturn opposition from 41 to 44, which is what I'm in right now. And it, it's hard. It's difficult. <laughs> the opposition, similar to what happened at 14 or 17, it's it's uh, maybe bringing up situations from that time. You know, um, it could be, I like to see it as a second puberty, <laughs> so to speak. 
Um, and what I mean by that is that it's like, you can literally just change your life now. Like, like almost in high school, where if you were a cheerleader and this, you felt that was your life and, but you didn't really vibe with the cheerleaders. It wasn't really your thing. Maybe you didn't like going to football games. That wasn't your thing. And then you decide to join the chess club next year, right? We all have a chance to change during an opposition. So I'm also experiencing this too. Being forced out of your comfort zone is normally the mark of a Saturn opposition. Then we experience a 48 to 51, another Saturn square. But this time around, we are also experiencing a Chiron return. So Chiron, who another, another, another asteroid that strikes fear in people. Chiron shows our wounding. It shows where, um, similar to Saturn, so they're kind of working together, I feel, Saturn and Chiron, when we have that age range, because it's bringing up all of your fears and all of your worries. And Saturn's like, put it on the table. Is it as scary as you thought it was? Let's look at it. Like, let's, Saturn comes in and it's just like, all right, let's work it out. Maybe you didn't get a chance to like look through all your fears and insecurities and worries. And Saturn at that point, like sits with you, holds your hand. Let's go through it. It's like kind of trying to do taxes. Maybe you didn't do your taxes for five years. Saturn's like, okay, <laughs> all right, baby. Like you didn't do your taxes. That's all right. <laughs> but um, uh, let's, let's do it step-by-step step. first year. Okay. Finish that check. Second year, don't worry, I got you. Third year, you know what I mean? So Saturn square with the Saturn, with Chiron return from 4051 is a challenge, <laughs> but it's doable, right? The thing with Saturn is like not to be afraid because it's doable. It's doable, y'all. Like you can, we can do this, right? We then experience a second Saturn return from 55 to 58, which is interesting. <laughs> um, so I've noticed, um, the people who are experiencing the first Saturn return, depending on how old their parents are, you can experience the first Saturn return, you from 28 to 31, and then your parents can also be experiencing a Saturn return at the same time. And that is, that's psychedelic. I mean, <laughs> it becomes like, it's, it's interesting because I feel that it's also a time when we might lean on our parents more for, for, you know, maybe like we're teenagers and young adults, we feel like we don't need them, right? They don't know, they don't know what we're talking about. They don't know what we're experiencing. Like, you know, our experience is so different. It's so individual. And then our parents are having their second sign in return and they're stepping into uh, imparting wisdom to not only their children and to the masses, but they're changing and they're shifting, hopefully, right? I'm not saying this is the the formula for life but we're hoping that's the thing Saturn will will kind of always force us to change and shift and grow even if you don't want to right so I feel like when you're going through your first Saturn return if your parents are also going through their second Saturn return and you can also check by the dates um it's an interesting time like maybe lean on them more for information for help and just kind of watching observing seeing how they grow through their second Saturn return and maybe take notes because it might help you. Then we experience a Saturn square again. <laughs> it's constant squares and oppositions. And I will go into the trines and sextiles, but I wanted to kind of touch on the squares, oppositions, and returns first. So we have 62 to 66, 
the side and square, then opposition again, 69 to 72, 76 to 80, another square, 83 to 86 is a third Saturn return, which is really interesting. And, um, and this one is really interesting because it's normally like people who are grandparents. If you don't have kids, you know, you're definitely at that older age. And this Saturn return, really, you'll start to see people either go a few ways. They can be just kind of like, screw it. I'm going to, you know, dye my hair purple, live out in the woods, have a bunch of sheep running around. And I don't care. This is, this is my life. This is what it is, right? Other people who maybe have not taken or heeded Saturn's lessons and can feel very bitter, can feel very resentful of the world. So they might isolate, they might feel very, or the feeling of impending death, right, can come up a lot. And they might become obsessed with death. They may be uh, focused too much on something they can't see, they can't control, trying to control time. So that's something that also comes up. So it doesn't have to be one or the other, but I've seen variations of this um, in my time on this on this earth and also with reading lots of charts, right? So we then have another square from 90 to 94, and then a final opposition from 97 to 100. If you're blessed with more, more lives, after that, you have another square coming up from 107 to 110. We don't know, right? <laughs> so it's always very interesting. I'm just laying out um, the ages there for you all. So you can just see it and kind of uh, figure out like where everybody is in your life and see, oh, you're experiencing your Saturn square. And we'll talk about in detail what this all means. Okay. So things that you may experience during Saturn, Saturn transit. So losing your job, getting a new job, shifting your schedule, giving birth, you know, a change in your family, getting married, getting divorced, um, changes in how you work, changes in how you operate, changes in your schedule, again, your schedule, how you operate on a daily basis. Um, Saturn wants us to do things differently. So these, these shifts can um, impact, again, our daily routines, right? Saturn is about the schedule, right? Um, working from a nine to five, not working for a nine to five. Yeah. Starting your own business. That's what I did during my, well, before my Saturn opposition, that's, I had a Uranus opposition first and then we'll talk. That's a whole nother conversation. Right. Um, you know, having more or less work taken or added onto your plate, flare-ups or disagreements with others, uh, misunderstandings, misjudgments, um, no longer resonating with where you live or the community around you, people around you, being told to rely on your intuition more on your logic, depending on what's your Saturn placement. Health issues can also be a Saturn marker. Um, I'm not saying for every single health issue is normally a Saturn connection, but Saturn is very much associated with, with our health and our well-being, right? So if you start to experience um, aches and pains and weird places or continuous um you know, back pain or migraines, things like that. You know, the physical represents the emotional and spiritual. So it'll be very important to have a look at this, not only through your doctor, but also energetically, spiritually, right? What What is happening in your life that you are fearful of or hesitant or reticent about expanding on, right? Saturn represents time management, procrastination, and managing our energy, Right. So Saturn is all about remember time, right? So time management makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so let's talk about the Saturn opposition. So the Saturn opposition, um, again, happens between, um, I would say, uh, about 39 to about 44. It's a longer transit. You kind of feel the effects earlier before 40. So Saturn opposition is when uh, these are people who have Saturn and Virgo. So if you have Saturn and Virgo, this one's for you. I would say the theme for Saturn opposition is reflecting with purpose. Okay. So, you know, you've reached a certain level of maturity or growth, maybe in your business, in your life, relationships, whatever, right? You've reached a mountaintop and you can see far ahead. You can see how far back you've come. You can see how far you're about to go. And this can, this halfway point, I have to say, is helpful because we get to see, do we still want to continue on the path we've been going? Does it seem as appealing anymore? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe we struggled to get to this point and we're like, you know what? You know what? I don't know, right? That one looks more appealing. That one looks, that that trail over there, all the trees and stuff, that, that looks better. It's a scenic route, right? I like the scenic route. Or maybe you want something that's a little bit faster. You know, I want to go down that path. That would get me down faster, right? So it's all about options with this, with this transit. We get to decide, do we want to continue on? And Saturn will assist us with this, if especially if it's along our higher, higher purpose or for a higher good. And then conversely, if we want to go the other way, Saturn will also help us with this, which is really exciting. So this is the course correction point. This is when we decide, okay, is, is this the way we've been going? Or maybe you've been doing something for a very long time and it just doesn't satisfy you anymore. And that's definitely okay. And that's definitely possible, right? Um, so Saturn and Virgo, let's talk about Saturn and Virgo. This can be very much the energy of feeling weighed down by routine. Saturn and Virgo people are because Virgo energy likes structure. They like routine. Again, I'm a Saturn and Virgo, so I'm speaking from experience. And I focus a lot, I, we, Saturn and Virgo people focus a lot on the details. Sometimes getting too bogged down in the details, right? We are Saturn best, one of Saturn's best, you know, best students. <laughs> and we are attentive. We show up early. We do the work. We do extra work. We stay after class. That's Saturn and Virgo. And Saturn's like, I like you. You're great. But Saturn's also objective. It's not always about the work. Saturn's also looking at Saturn and Virgo. Again, as a, as a imagine we have this, I'm going to use a classroom analogy a lot. So imagine Saturn and Virgo is the top student. You know, the student that sits in the front of the class is very erect, ready to go. It's like, yes, sir, Saturn, what do you have for me? And Saturn appreciates that. But then at the Saturn opposition, Saturn's like, all right, Saturn and Virgo, I see you're doing the work. You seem very attentive. You're so, you're very smart. You're very collected. You always do your work, but are you happy? Are you happy doing this? Does this feel good to you? Why don't you sleep in a little bit? Like why, if, do you want to show up at school at seven o'clock every morning? Does this feel right to you? And Saturn and Virgo can feel offended by that, right? It's like Saturn's trying to help, but Saturn and Virgo might see it as, how dare you? How dare you suggest that what I'm doing is not, it's not right, right? Saturn and Virgo is all about the rightness of things, perfection. So it might come across as the first, first experience of that Saturn opposition 
can be hard for the Saturn and Virgo person because it feels like Saturn is telling you that everything you've been doing up to this point is wrong, where there is no idea of wrong, right or wrong. And that's what Saturn and Virgo people need to understand, that we can make mistakes and still learn from them, that it's okay to take time to uh, do new things, to actually do the things that light you up, that make you happy. I would say Saturn and Virgo people overall have a hard time with that. It's a lot of shoulds. It's a lot of, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. My parents want this for me. My society wants this for me. And this is what I do. I do it. I do it good and I do it right. And Saturn is asking you to maybe, so a Saturn opposition is a 180, which means that it's opposite signs. So you might see a lot of people do a complete shift in their career or, you know, being open-minded to change is just the beginning. Maybe it's just good to be, be um, aware of your options, right? That you can change, that you can grow. So yeah, that's the Saturn opposition. Okay, so the second aspect I like to talk about is the Saturn square. So the opening Saturn square. So opening just means that it's the first Saturn square that's happening. And this one happens at age seven, age 35, 63, 91. So let's make it easier for you <laughs> to understand that. I remember we give it, give or take about three or four years. The theme for this is make an effort. Okay. So this will mostly connect with people who have Saturn and Sagittarius. So I gave you a few ages and um, on my website, you can also, I have a whole blog article on this. You can have more detail about, about this. But um, what is happening for Saturn and Sag, right? So let's talk about Saturn and Sag first, right? What does this placement mean? So Saturn and Sagittarius people have been, so that Sag energy is like the wild child, right? Sag just wants to be out there, like traveling, exploring, doing things. And if you think about Saturn, right? Saturn and Sag is putting the thumb on that sense of expression that, need to explore, to do something different, to go outside the box, right? Marry outside of your family structure, maybe different ethnicity or different race or um, gender, whatever it is. Saturn restricts that to start. So you're already coming across, you're com coming in, you're, you're starting your life already with this restriction. So Saturn and Sag is a struggle for these people. These people, they're continued mission is to develop freedom right that's their goal um and it's interesting with the saturn square energy it's really about kind of pushing back from saturn so let me explain again with the classroom analogy so we already talked about saturn and virgo as a star child pupil right saturn and sag is kind of like hmm, kind of like the naughty boy or girl right who um or the naughty child who uh Sometimes they're on it and other times, you know, it's the child who just decides to, in the middle of a class, just decide to start jumping up and start screaming, <laughs> right? Or um, who wants attention, who wants um, all eyes on them, who wants to just like, you know, maybe they get up and just go to the bathroom without asking for permission. Like it's, it's a little bit reckless. It's a little bit like, okay, what's happening? But because it's a little bit of acting out. So Saturn... Um, is going to help Saturn and Sag people with the Saturn square, um, which is what's happening right now as we have Saturn and Pisces, um, to maybe not be so reckless. You know, Saturn wants the best for us. So for Saturn and Sag, they want them to experience freedom. 
they just want them to have a sense of um like a little bit of practicality with it so what do I mean so the analogy of like just you know you can't just get up in the middle of the classroom and just decide oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom you know at, at in second grade like you know you have to ask permission so Saturn's like just ask me ask for permission and I'll give it to you that's all you want to, that's all you have to do right um Saturn Saturn also doesn't want Saturn and Sag to like sit there and like you know have an accident on themselves either which can sometimes happen Saturn and Sag people tend to vacillate between being too reckless and just jumping off the cliff to completely not doing anything right and holding themselves back they're self-sabotage royalty I, I say <laughs> this is my uh depiction of this and Saturn and Pisces this time this next two and a half years for Saturn and Sag people this is time for you to um, express yourself and to rebuild your resources again it's like the balance of groundedness as well as freedom right so you're being asked to um yes experience things and do things and travel you know definitely I'm looking at the ages right we have 35, 63. So this is around the time when people begin to retire or thinking about retirement. So, you know, we might see people um, changing states or countries deciding, you know what, I don't want to live here anymore. This has been much restrictive for me. I want to go somewhere else. I want to like travel the world, right? Um, you might also find, again, the opposite side where people are like, I'm going to retire or maybe they're fear. Oh, this is a big one. Fearful of retirement right? You get some people who are so afraid of their schedule and their structure. You've seen some, I've seen a lot of people where they're supposed to retire at 65 and they keep going to 68 or 69 because they don't know who they are outside of work. Hmm. Right. So this is a, a again, it's a, it's a challenge, right? Every Saturn connection is a little bit of a challenge, every Saturn transit. So for Saturn and sad people, Saturn is really helping you to um, expand where you are right now. Really have a think about, um, is this really how you want to live your life? Do you feel free? I would say that's the biggest question. Um, knowing you don't need people's, anyone's approval. Maybe that's something that they need to deconstruct from childhood trauma, um, connections with their family, with their parents, with society, um, and doing things that fulfill them in a way that creates a sense of freedom, right? That makes them feel like they're experiencing life, you know, even through the mistakes or whatever, these are all growing experiences. So for Saturn and Sag people, this is your lesson. This is this is what Saturn is trying to show you right now. Okay, so similar to Saturn and Sag, we have the opposite sign, which is Saturn and Gemini. And Gemini, are, we have the ages, um, you'd be 21, 50, 78, um, I also have, again, the ages on my website, on my blog, I have the exact ages so you can look and see which time you were born. So Saturn and Gemini, there were restrictions. Saturn shows where restrictions are, have been placed on you. Restrictions on being the silly, lighthearted, fun person that you know you are deep down. It can also be restrictions on your intelligence and how you share information, how you communicate. So these are probably the people who were told you talk too much right or um you're you're doing too much right <laughs> your your energy is too much right we can't handle it so ironically what happens with Saturn and Gemini people is that they tend to judge others for those same behaviors which is really interesting right um so yeah it's important to 
be conscious of being of any superficiality, any need to gossip, to judge, um, especially dealing with like slander, um, libel. So that's anything written or, um, you know, talking about others or um, it's, it's really important to like be careful with that um, because a lot of it can be projection. It can be like, you know, why are you so um, enraged about this article or this person? And you kind of become like, you know, an internet warrior kind of thing. And it's because maybe it triggers something in you, maybe it triggers something about the energy of um, your own fears, right? And hesitations about stepping into likeness, um, you know, writing, communicating in some way. Um, so <laughs> what is Saturn and Pisces here to help you with? It helps you to kind of loosen up a little bit, right? It helps you to have a bit of fun in life. It helps you to kind of, um, yeah, go out there and experience stuff. And then just like, you know, go out and tell me about it. There's, there's no right or wrong about it. Let's just, let's just go out and experience these changes. But remember classroom analogy. So who is the Saturn Gemini child? The Saturn Gemini child would be, um, kind of maybe hanging out with Saturn or Virgo child, but they're not as, um, as disciplined as a Saturn and Virgo, right? So they might be a little bit more, um, a little bit harder on themselves. Maybe they're the, the child that's kind of a little bit, just as hard as themselves as they are on other people, right? They might be a little bit um, rigid, right? That's the best way to say it. And um, Saturn, the Saturn transit with Saturn and Pisces, with Saturn and Gemini people are learning um, is to, you know, kind of like, again, work towards a sense of lightness, a sense, a sense of fun. Um, how they're great mentors, actually, Saturn and Gemini people. So especially at the ages 50 and 78, you've learned a lot, especially 50. Let's talk about that one because you're not only challenged with a Saturn square, you're also challenged with a Chiron return, right? So Chiron, again, that asteroid of fear, <laughs> strikes fear as well as Saturn in, in most people. So you're really being confronted with things and like hard hitting. So this Saturn and Pisces transit is doing just that. It's bringing up all of your stuff. And I would definitely advise anybody going through a Saturn transit to seek um, like assistance, like I would say therapy, joining a community, a group, you know yourself and you know what works, right? I would definitely suggest that because it's a hard, it's hard. When you go through Saturn transits and it's no, it's good to know you're not alone and you're not, you're never alone. Okay. So now we've talked about the challenges. Let's talk about, so I'll say challenges. I would say those challenges in every aspect, to be honest, we're going to look now at the Saturn trine. So a trine aspect is one where the two planets or two um, connections, they are um, speaking very nicely to each other. These are the friends is like, you're beautiful. No, no, you're beautiful. No, you're perfect. No, you're perfect. Right. So a Saturn trine is, um, we experienced that with Saturn and Cancer and Saturn and Scorpio. So this, and again, the dates are on my, on my website, on my blog. So Saturn trines, Saturn and Pisces, this time period for these people is actually not too bad, right? As long as you are, of course, there's always Saturn, there's always some work involved. And um, for these two connections, especially because it's Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio, these are water signs. So what does it have to do with? It's not just pure work and just getting things done. 
it's your emotions your emotions how are you handling them how are you being confronted by them and what are you going to do about it right so siren and cancer there is an energy of this these people are normally very nurturing probably very strict with their family or if they have children um or partners they tend to like mother or parent their partners or want that back in return so what you're being confronted with the siren and pisces is healing the wounds of you know parental wounds of nurturing maybe not getting enough of what you needed from your caretakers um you might be confronted with issues with if you have children with your children um they might be going through something uh some crisis uh, they might be going through their own transits and you will be confronted with that it will become your issue right of course because they're your children um so it'll be so it's kind of helpful with siren and, siren and pisces for siren and cancer people it's helping them to um kind of like okay let's gather ourselves we can do this right how do we work with our emotions are we sharing what we feel are we you know are we just having outbursts we don't want outbursts we want to be able to be able to have a sense of groundedness that's energy of saturn groundedness and making sense of what's happening in reality and then feeling it through and then experiencing it right um there might also be issues things that come up around the inner child as well so like i said the um, either how you grew up or society um, connecting to your inner child. So it can be a definitely a softer transit. Um, Saturn and Cancer people will be um, asked to look at how they can soften things up a little bit, you know, really connect to, um, like I said, their emotional space. So it might be helpful to let go of grudges, <laughs> release resentments, um, and to try to move forward from the emotional hurts and pains, right? This is a great time for this. And Saturn and Pisces is assisting you with this. Next, we have Saturn and Scorpio. So similar things apply. As we know, Scorpio energy can definitely hold those grudges. If you know Scorpio, you know they can hold a grudge. That's what they do, right? So Saturn and Scorpio, there has been limitations on your feelings in general your whole life. And remember limitations can be externally um, externally uh, imposed or self-imposed. So Saturn in Pisces is helping you to get in touch with those emotions, how you repeat patterns. Saturn in Scorpio tends to repeat a lot of addictive patterns, right? So this is where we might see hoarding <laughs> or um, overeating or undereating, a lot of control right? Um, spending money you don't have. Um, just, it's like those things like really, and I want to say addictive, it could be like drugs or alcohol, but Saturn and Scorpio, it's a bit more, it's more subtle, right? Your addictions are more, like I said, it's like, um, like, like kind of how you sabotage yourself. Like maybe you get a new, you get an, an influx of money and then your, your energy just automatically wants to sabotage that. So you might spend it all. Right. Um, and then you're back in the same position you were before. Or um, like I said, with the overeating or undereating, like maybe you decide I'm gonna lose weight and I'm gonna really put my all into it. And then there's a sense of sabotage and there's a feeling like there's a feeling of and with Scorpio energy, that wants to connect to pain a lot. And I I, I love Scorpio people, <laughs> but um, this is one of their challenges, right? Any placement in Scorpio. So 
the challenge is to try to remove yourself from this concept that it's like we they can they tend to get very used to the pain and it became the pain becomes second nature which is great i mean they're able to like <clears throat> it doesn't bother them you know as much but it also kind of limits them so saturn and scorpio what you're getting from the saturn and pisces transit is to release this pain any stagnancy look at your addictions what is it based because most likely addictions are coming from an emotional place maybe you weren't nurtured as much as you would you have wanted maybe there's some deep-seated traumas that need to be released um and the addictions are taking the place of that so Saturn and Pisces is going to help you um that's trying is going to help you along it's like Saturn's literally holding your hand and saying okay I know I know you went through it but let's work through this. Let's let's release those things that are no longer helping you, right? That are sabotaging you. I feel, I don't know, this is a beautiful transit and Saturn and Scorpio people, you have my love. <laughs> I know it's a lot and we got you. Okay, so almost through this, we have Saturn sextile. So what, what placements are sextile Saturn and Pisces? So this would be um, Taurus and Capricorn. Okay. So really interesting, the sextile for Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn and Taurus is um, trying to, so let's start with Saturn and Capricorn first. This is going to be releasing the need to stick with things just because you started it, which sounds weird to say, but Saturn and Pisces is helping you to realize that things will work out um, and it will get better. Saturn and Capricorn, kind of melancholy, kind of pessimistic, um, they sometimes can expect the worst you know, expect the worst, hope for the best. That's a Saturn and Capricorn um, motto. And Saturn and Pisces is trying to show you like, you know, you've had a rough go the last five to 10 years. <laughs> I would say 20 years if you're including Pluto, right? Pluto and Capricorn. So you've had it rough on, right? I mean, you've been going through it at Saturn and Capricorn transit. That was a challenge. That was, um, you know, was it five years ago, almost five years ago. And Saturn and Pisces is trying to get you to, um, you know, yeah, if things are not fitting, let it go. If you don't want to do this, don't do it, right? Saturn's like, what did you just learn from the last five to 20 years, right? What did, what did we just go through? So have a look and have a revisit of these lessons. This is pretty much a revisiting time. This is like, so again, the classroom analogy Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn and Taurus are the kids who maybe got skipped <laughs> in the class. And Saturn is is like, okay, like you've been doing the work um, or maybe like uh, they had a family emergency or something like that. And Saturn's like, okay, we just want you to like go to another classroom and just, just like go over your work, right? Go over what you just went through. And um, yeah, it's going to be important to... Um, make time for this, make time for this review process, right? To go through stuff and see, okay, is this really fitting me? Do I really feel connected to what I'm doing, who I'm with? Um, how do I sit in this world and make the appropriate changes? So Saturn and Taurus. Okay. So the worries for Saturn and Taurus, a little bit different from Saturn and Capricorn. Um, they tend to be very good at sticking to things. And there's a lot of worries around money, security, um, their feelings as well could have been restricted growing up, similar to um, Saturn and Cancer, Saturn and Scorpio energy. So Saturn and, and Pisces transit is two and a half years. Um, it's helping you to see that like you're Taurus, Saturn and Taurus, like you are 
the epitome of of stability right um so it's going to help you to overcome the fears of worth and value and money and you know like being worried about this worried about that it's really going to help you to kind of recognize your strengths recognize your tenacity your persistence that you're kind of a badass right that you have a lot going for you so this saturn sextile a sextile is similar to a trine where it's a kind of a nice a nice placement it's like skipping through the woods holding hands right but a sextile can is very it's very much like um yeah it's like a very subtle i got you don't worry about it we're going to work through this together and i really like this placement for capricorn and taurus okay so let's talk about the other um saturn uh signs and we're going to look at um a very obscure aspect that is not talked about as much but it's called a quincunx and I was like, quincunx, quincunx, quincunx. I like saying that. Um, so a quincunx is also referred to as an inconjunct, which occurs when two planets are 150 degrees apart. So it's a very obscure degree, right? Um, and you can look at this or a sign being five signs apart from each other. So <laughs> with a quincunx happening, these are similar to an opposition. An opposition is 180 degrees. So um, a quincunx is when these planets are kind of like, they're not completely opposing each other. And it's kind of a good thing because they can kind of learn from each other indirectly, right? They're both learning from each other. So we experience the quincunx with Saturn and Leo people and Saturn and Libra people. So pretty much for Saturn, for both places, I would say, this is a, a really great time to, because both can be with Saturn, very self-conscious about their creativity, um, especially Saturn and Leo, feeling like hard work, getting it done. Similar to, again, it's like with Saturn and Virgo, but it's more based on their artistic abilities and their talents, kind of showing up for who they are. And Saturn and Leo people um, can sometimes, again, vacillate between uh, putting on false confidence and then um, completely shutting down. Right. So Saturn and Pisces is helping you to balance that out, to actually look at where your fears are coming from, where are these worries, is it ridicule, is it rejection, is it embarrassment, and um, begin to heal this. You're not a shrinking violet. That's a very Saturn Leo placement energy. Saturn and Libra, it's trying to get you to, um, you know, work on relationships. Of course, Libra and you talk about relationships. Um, realize where you're slow to commit to things and not just with people, but also with yourself. Are you trusting yourself? Are you giving your yourself credit? You know, are you actually following through on what you say you're going to do, right? To not sit in a way in the pros and cons energy to the point of not doing anything. So Saturn in Pisces is, it's a very gentle energy. So it's gently easing us <laughs> into this space of, um, I would say for the quincunx, it's very gentle. It's like a sextile. And it's trying to say, hey, hey, you know, Saturn, Leo, Saturn, Libra, like maybe, maybe that's not working. Do you want to try something else? Like try, try what I do and see what works, right? Giving yourself some compassion, um, giving yourself empathy, right? Giving yourself a break, right? Maybe stop being so hard on yourself, right? So Saturn and Pisces has a lot to show for Saturn and Leo, Saturn, and Libra people. Last but not least, we have Saturn and Aquarius and Saturn and Aries. So Saturn and Aquarius, let's start there. You just went through a Saturn transit, right? So Saturn and Pisces, there's no um, direct connection 
astrologically. Um, but Saturn and Pisces is just kind of um, helping you to kind of, I'm getting the, the theme of licking your wounds, right? Um, you just went through a lot. Uh, you know, it's kind of just being able to assess and see, okay, what, what did you just go through? Like what just happened here, right? Um, Saturn and Pisces is giving you a little bit of a cushion so that you can make those changes accordingly. So I like to see it as a, I wouldn't say it's like a reward um, necessarily, but it's kind of like, you know, like when you have like a nice little cushion, maybe you get like a little bit extra money on your check or um, I don't know, you go to a buffet and they give you like an extra slice of cake. It's nice. It's nice. It's not going to like change your world, but it's, it's a little bit extra that you weren't expecting because you just went through it, right? Um, Saturn and Aries. So this is the next transit over. So I would say Saturn and Aries people, your biggest, uh, um, I would say imposition or sabotage how you struggle is with your confidence. So Saturn and Aries is going to, it's like a good preparation if you know ahead of time to begin to put things in motion, to um, begin to show who you are, to begin really to advocate for yourself. This is about assertiveness to stand up for others. Also Saturn Aquarius, I would say they're both, they're both realizing um, where, you know, cause they're, they're the fighters, right? They're the ones who are fighting for others, fighting for themselves. And Saturn and Pisces is going to help kind of like ease, you know, I don't know. I feel like your transit Saturn Aquarius is like a rushing, a busy ocean and Saturn and Pisces is like calm. You're still in the water, <laughs> but it's calm. You can like, you can sort things out. You know, things make sense. It's not overwhelming. Um, Saturn and Aries, it's preparing you for that rushing water, but you're in a calm right now, right? So it's good to assess and then kind of planning ahead for that that kind of rushing of energy. And for you, it will be about being assertive, again, standing up for yourself, standing up for others, and seeing how how that plays out in your daily life, maybe with other people around you, um, maybe in society, maybe you decide to do more social justice work or activist work, um, which for Saturn Aquarius, Saturn and Aries people, great way, a great way to uh, utilize your energy because you, again, like I said, you are the fighters, you're the advocates, you are the liberators. <laughs> so you might see some shifts. I mean, I would say not to make any um, big career changes at the moment, but things can shift a little bit in what you're doing right now. So you might, again, feel, feel more of a need to um, do more social justice work or advocate for the world around you. And yeah, you have a softer kind of calmer time in this. Okay, so overall, um, I went through the Saturn placements, but I would also like to say just astrologically, sign-wise, um, remember the squares and the oppositions and the return uh, signs, which are Pisces, uh, Virgo, Gemini, and yeah, Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius, Gemini, sorry. <laughs> so it's the mutable signs. So the mutable signs are experiencing, and it's going to be sun, moon, ascendant. I've noticed that the people around me and through my do, doing charts, that these particular, uh, especially we have personal planets in those signs or a north node or south node in those signs, you are being very much challenged, right? So it'll, it's really kind of important to take on the lessons and the interpretations from 
the way I describe the Saturn placements um, to your own life, right? So Saturn and Pisces people kind of taking that chill energy, kind of slowing it down, um, really connecting to like not always being, being about work. And I would say Saturn and Virgo similarly. The oppositions, which are Sagittarius and Gemini, um, definitely taking a hard look at the reality of things, the reality of your friendships, the reality of your relationships, the reality of your place at work, your job, where you're living, and really kind of assess and see it clearly, right, to move forward. So um, I have some journal questions, which I will also put onto my Saturn ebook. Uh, but just some aspects, some things to think about. How does Saturn and Aquarius help you to grow? How does insecurity show up for your particular Saturn sign? And you can just look at it also through looking up your Saturn sign and also just knowing from your own personal experience. How do you heal this overall? And what is Saturn and Pisces bringing in for you? So, um, yeah, I will definitely add this in to my Saturn ebook, which you can purchase on my site. I pretty much put all the information that I just talked about onto this ebook, along with journal questions, tarot, um, tarot spreads, and um, just some extra information that will be helpful. You can also book a reading with me for an individual assessment of what Saturn is doing for you right? <laughs> because it's different for everybody. So if you would like that, you can check out um, the one-to-one -one readings on my page, moonladydivination.com. And thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the week. I am Malorin, and you have been listening to the Moon Lady Divination Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's been great chatting with you. If you'd like to work with me further, either in one-to-one -one sessions or group classes, please check out my website at www.moonladydivination.com. And don't forget to follow me on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the same handle, at Moon Lady Divination. All links are available in the show notes, and don't forget to leave a rating and review to help the show grow on your favorite listening platform such as Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. May your days be filled with magical realness. Blessed be.